Today on Lockdown Huskers, we're going to talk to the captain, three-time national champion, Sean Jackson, about the legendary coach, Tom Osborne. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, once again, it's DP here with you, Locked On Huskers. Thank you for making Locked On Huskers your first watch and listen each and every single day. We want to thank the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. If you want to find the best, the best, best, the best wagers, look, dive on. Whatever your thing is, if XFL is your thing, get in. NBA, your thing, got you. UFC, boom, they got you covered. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Make every moment more courtesy of the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. It is our pleasure over the course of this episode. A couple of things and reaching back and finding out what made Nebraska great. What What is the thing that is Husker power? And then who is the legendary coach, Tom Osborne? In order to do that, we're going to welcome in and bring in three-time national champion and the captain himself, Vershawn Jackson, VJ. What's up with you today? What's happening, brother? Oh, man, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, man. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm glad to be here. I can smell, eat, touch, go to the bathroom. Everything's still working. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> you know, after all that banging around, you, you try to figure out what, what works. I want to spend the first segment in this space talking about the legendary coach, uh, Tom Osborne and and who he is and we've talked before about uh, who he is and why he's great. But I want to get into we'll talk about him as a coach and then we'll talk about him as a person uh, in the next segment. But in this first uh, portion, I want to talk about him as a coach. Um, practice plans and preparation. Pla- practice plans and preparation. What made Coach Osborne so special when it comes to setting up how you as Huskers, as national champions, prepared uh, for your season? Well, before you went out to practice, you're going to go to meetings first. You know, meetings, you're going to start with meetings so you can know exactly what you're going to be doing. If you're a scout team, scout team had meetings. There were scout team meetings to say, hey, you're going to be, we're going to be doing this. You guys are going to be at run station. You guys are going to be at pass station. So I think his ability to make sure that everything was spelled out as to everybody's role and what you're going to be doing in practice. And then once practice started, you were going to run the same play. I might've ran the same play 15 times in practice as the fourth team guy. So a lot of guys are going to get reps, 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 reps. And I understand where he's coming from when he says practice makes perfect. It absolutely does. In that, behind that thinking and functionally how that works is does it allow for you to compete each day in those repetitions? Well, yeah, because you got to think every day you come in after practice is over the next day, you're getting ready to watch practice. Now the coaches, they already watch practice probably two or three times. So by the time when we go to the big meetings, we're going to break down special teams and we're going to break down, what you know we saw as a team then you're going to split up into positions well at that point 
Now you just got reprimanded as a team, especially if you did something you didn't have business doing. And then now as a position coach, he was going to reprimand you. So the the eye in the sky don't lie. We knew that as a, a young age when they had VHS tapes, they recorded everything, everything. And so the his, his ability to know what you were doing just about on every play, you know, you think you can jack around on scout team. Back then, they watching it. Coach Osborne's watching it. So you you over here jacking around, it might warrant you walking past Coach Osborne and him saying something to you. I, I would imagine that a big part of this was the was the assistant coaching staff. Walk me through some of the folks who were on that assistant staff with Coach Osborne. I mean, I think you gotta look at who I always say, you know, if you you gotta have a um you gotta have a uh What's my what's the what's what's uh, the guy that the the Joker? You got to have a Joker on every team. Mm-hmm. And the first person I would say that made this thing work was Coach McBride. You know what I'm saying? Because you talk about a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of coach. You know, one minute you think he love you, the next minute you make one mistake, he has no idea who you are and why you're out there. So, you know, I w- I would go with Coach McBride first, and and then I would I would stick with the defensive staff. Uh, Coach Darlington, uh, who has been there and changed positions, understood recruiting, understood defensive backs, understood coverages, worked well with Coach McBride. Um, I go Coach Steele at linebackers because Nebraska was known for his big, bad linebackers. And the no-nonsense attitude came from Coach Steele. He had – this is a coach who called me Varon. When, when, when I came to Nebraska, he said he's not calling me my name until I play. And he did that. He didn't call. He called me Varon, not Vershawn. And I, he didn't call me Vershawn until I seen him after my career was over. After we won the last championship, I seen him at a coaches convention or something, and he, he called me my name. So that made me feel good. Shout out to you, Kevin Steele. Um, <laughs> it always uh, seems. It, it always Vershawn, It always seems like those are the, really the things that make the glue work in in great programs. Is there's a niche for every type of personality as long as it's all in line with the end goal. Like the end goal is important. You talked about uh, before on previous episodes about your recruiting. Who was the lead recruiter back uh, uh, under that Nebraska team? Well, back then it was Dave Gillespie. Dave Gillespie uh, was the lead recruiter when I was there. And then, and, and Steve Peterson, you know, I, I talked to Steve Peterson a lot. I talked to Dave Gillespie a lot. Uh, as far as recruiting me, it was Dan Young. I always got that call. Rashawn, what are you doing? Where, what, how many points are you going? How many rebounds are you going to have in the game? We're going to come to the game. So he was my lead guy. As far as I always talk to Coach Young all the time. I love Coach Young. So that's kind of that, that. Those are the guys that kind of were on me. I I, I want to put a pin here. Um, we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the man. That is Coach Osborne, the man himself, the, and how he moves. Um, I want to thank Rashawn Jackson uh, for for being with us today. Uh, I'll ask you this, folks: as you make Locked On Huskers your first watch of the day, make your second watch and your second listen of the day Locked On College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton—they'll take you through basketball, get you ready. Again, March Madness is firing up. 
Uh, you can find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or any other way that you consume your podcast. Story break more of Rashawn Jackson, the captain, when we come back to Locked on March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, gang. Appreciate y'all uh, joining us on Locked On Hustlers again. We'll, we'll tell you. Uh, we appreciate you giving us time each and every single day. Like, subscribe, uh, put your comments down below, uh, and we will respond to those in kind. But, again, make your, your first listen is this one. Your second one, Locked On College Basketball. Please do so. Uh, it's good stuff, and it gets you ready for basketball season. Rashawn, we're talking about uh, Coach Tom Osborne. Now I want to talk about the man. And what I know about coaches, especially elite coaches, is their ability to be human, to be present. Um, in a previous episode, you talked about the, those phone calls, <laughs> letting you know that, hey, we need to come talk. Those are the lessons. Now, I want a lesson from you, from Coach Osborne, that was a positive thing. It wasn't because Rashawn was being Rashawn. It was because Coach Osborne was being Coach Osborne. Well, I can go – I can fast forward up until the first interview I had with Coach Osborne. And, you know, you know, he said, hey, Rashawn, you doing good? And and I like to hear it on the radio. I think you found your niche and all that type of stuff, right? So he's encouraging me on that one. And I, because I understand coaching and I understand that you can't see yourself unless you have a mirror, but everybody else can. So I say to him, Coach, what can I do different on the radio? And his thing was, you can listen to a person's response until they're finished. And that, to me, has probably helped me more just in my, you know, my transformation and evolution on this radio thing. That helped me more than anything in life. That's just a life lesson. Shut up. Listen to the response, especially when you ask a question. And he stopped me one time to, to, to reiterate that. Like, you know, hush me. Like, have a... Let me finish. Have up. Shut it up. Let me finish. You know what? I need to send him a check. Yeah. <laughs> He's still coaching. He's still coaching today. That's the good stuff, right? That 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 happens. I am always impressed uh, by coaches who live a life worthy of being copied. And I, I think it's fair to say that Coach Osborne lives his actual life in a way that his players would be proud of. What, in your mind, as a person, makes Coach Osborne's life worth following and copying? 
I talked to him maybe about a month ago, and as I'm talking to him on the phone, you know, because I like calling him. Matter of fact, every time we talk about him, I, there's something that presses me. Hey, you got to call coach. So I call him more now than I ever have in my life, right? And so I'm asking him, I said, coach, how were you able to have – I'm only talking about the guys I played with, okay? So let's call it 200 guys. How did you have 200 guys all feel the same way about you? And he says, I treat them right. And what's the other part? It'll come to me later. But I know the first thing was I treat them right. And and it it it, it, it goes in the, the 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 mindset of he knows us. He treats us right and he'd do anything for us. And we know that. You know what I mean? And I think that's why more all the guys say the same thing, whether that's 80s guys, even some of the 70s guys, but definitely 80s guys, 90s guys, and even some of these guys in 2000. Coach Osborne treated us with respect. He treated us like a man. He treated us right, and he did anything for us. And he used to tell us that. Anything within his power that's legit that he could do for us, he would do for us. Is the expectation of the alumni of Nebraska football that Nebraska gets back to some level, some of the similar level of, of, of success that they had back 70s, 80s, 90s, is that realistic? Oh, most definitely. I mean, the, the the former guys, myself included, I think to when it's an insult to say I'll be happy with six wins. That's an insult. That didn't even that didn't even cross our minds. And I'm not just speaking for my generation. I'm speaking for even the guys that came after me that played at Nebraska that was successful. You know, Bo Pelini's era. Uh, some of those guys, and even some of the guys from Callahan's era, okay, because they just morphed into both Bolivia's guys. So the the younger guys, the older guys, will definitely tell you that's uh, that's un it's unacceptable to think that six and six is successful. It's to me, it's unacceptable to think that winning less than nine games is unacceptable. Why do I say that? Because the great co- Tom Osborne gave you the example of what a coach that is consistent persistent, and he knows how to develop players does. He wins at least nine games for 25 years. When you when you win nine games for 25 years, now you can talk about consistency. Now it's, what do I do? What tweaks do I make in order to take us to now not only winning the conference, but winning the championship or being in the conversation? But Coach Osborne had to take the grief of the 80s and we we look at that, but you got to think all throughout the '80s, Coach Osborne had great teams. Those were great teams. They came up short in some games. Some games were coaching, you know, coaching situations. Some games were player error. But my point is, we still won games. And if you go back, ten games, eleven games, that was that was the norm. Nine games was the average. Ten or eleven wins in a season was the norm. So our mindset was programmed to not lose a game, not, not to give up defeat. And if we do, oh, well, but when we felt defeat in 1993, when we lost to Florida state and, and from 
the 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 training dude, the 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 ball boy, all the way up to Coach Osborne. When we lost that game, I don't know if it was 18-16, whatever that score was, when we got back, and I'm not talking about back to football, when we got back to that doggone stadium, now who made this decision? He put 18-16 up there on the board. So every day we came to the stadium, I don't care if it was a foot of snow out there. Guess what we saw? 18-16. It's up there. You know how that felt. He was the – he was the – Coach Osborne was the wizard and the king at helping you to understand situations and how those made you feel and how you don't want to return to how that made you feel. The philosopher and the psychologist in him had the minds of men all headed in the same direction. That's what it's it's important, VJ, to point that out, that. That collective, that we, we're, we're connected and we're together and we're united in the same thing. And for, for all the individuals that are in play, you manage to get together, stay together, and move together. And it's important. And that that always starts with the, with the head coach. Um, coach Osborne was unique and special, but that's why he's a legend. We'll go to break here. We'll come back. We'll close out uh, this episode of Locked on Husters with Vershawn Jackson. We'll talk about – that thing that is championship rings. We'll talk about that when we come back. Hey, gang, welcome back to Locked on Huskers again with the three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Uh, I want to thank the folks from FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, uh, the official sportsbook of Locked on for what they do. Again, you can uh, it makes every moment more. So as you watch the game that matters to you and you want to put a little extra awesome sauce on it, you got a chance to do that. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to open up um, all the discounts and other. VJ, um, I I think people have lost sight of everything that's required to make those rings, those championship rings important. When you put the ring on, when you put on one of those three rings, What's the thing that people don't know went into winning each ring? Uh, what everybody says, practice, man. The 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 grueling, not only practice, a typical day at Nebraska. You go into class. You're going to go to lunch. You might have a class right before 2 o'clock meetings. 2 o'clock meetings hit. It was unacceptable to not be in that 2 o'clock meeting unless you had a, a, an excuse already for class. Other than that, you had your butt in that 2 o'clock meeting, taped up, ready to go to practice, because after the 2 o'clock meeting, you was not going to have time to go do anything else. You're going to have to go straight out to the field. So, you know, we, 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 we go to that 2 o'clock meeting, then you go to practice, then you got weights, then you go eat, now you got you, at the, after the training table you got study hall. Well, it's nine o'clock, and I and I think about people who have full time jobs who only work eight hours, and think back then we were working from nine to nine every single day except for game day, and on game day you might as well have been working because on the day before, which would have been Friday, you were locked up at seven thirty going to a movie. Then you're going back to the hotel 
You got a short little film session. Get in your bed. Get ready for the game. You woke up. You locked up all the way again to the next day. What? Depending on what time the game was. You know, so um, I look at all of those line items, how they were set up. And most people don't even begin to understand what goes into a student athlete. What goes into all the preparation, not just on the football field, not in the classroom with football coaches, not when Coach uh, Ron Brown says, okay, guys, this is right before this is right before the game. So this would be a, a Saturday morning or Friday night. We would have to take a test. And he would grade the test. You would get your grade on your test. Based on what you knew, this is the game plan. If you got a 70% on this test, do you actually think you get ready to play for the University of Nebraska? It's not happening. Your butt better be up there 90 percentile and, and not, and I'm talking about maybe missing one. Maybe you step wrong. Maybe you didn't step with the full lateral step. We they coach Coach Brown didn't want to hear um uh, 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 half truths. You either did what was right, meaning if it's a double double, you step with the left foot. That's the inside foot. Step with the left foot every time, not sometimes, all the time. And that's what made us great at Nebraska. That's what made the coaching great. That's what made Coach Osborne great. The it, it was infectious from the staff down. They followed Coach Osborne's rule and what he said whether he was there or not character that that is that is powerful vj man that is so good um i know you're busy i'm gonna let you go we're gonna close out this uh locked on huskers again we thank the listeners for making this the first watch and listen each day we'll send you over to locked on college basketball so isaac and andy can get you informed and set up uh for march madness and know what's going on in the games that matter um we will do that uh, you should find your way over to YouTube or whatever way you consume your podcast. VJ, thank you very much. You know how we close it, baby. Those three words that matter so much. Go, Go Big Red! Red.